and we're off. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Josh and Jared here. Another episode of Built Blue. Thanks for being with us out here on a another back porch. We'll call it a back porch podcast. That sounds kind of fancy. It's perfect. Right over here, we're in Clarkston, Washington, in the Elsie Valley right now. Just enjoying another fantastic, beautiful July 70 degrees. Hope you all had a fun, safe 4th of July. Yep. How was America. your fourth, Josh? Hanging it out was, together. It was it was good, yeah. We actually hung out together and um it was a fantastic time. Started off the morning getting some food and everything rounded up and hanging out with family and everybody slowly started showing up. We did a bunch of did a bunch of drinking. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. Little brother cooked us up some good barbecue. Shout out to him. He's hanging out right now enjoying a cigar with us. Uh, you won't mm. you won't hear him talking mm. today, but He's out here chilling, just uh, enjoying the nice day. And anyhow, the fourth was fantastic, man. We we had a grand time. I I can tell you that it was it was a good America day. And now it's almost and I almost feel like we're capping it off right now with this beautiful uh, Rocky Patel filthy Viking. Oh God! Courtesy of our favorite cigar website, cigarsdaily.com. And shout out to those guys and what they do. Making fantastic smokes. They don't pay us to say that. Nobody nope. pays us to say anything. Nope. Maybe maybe one day, but right now we're just enjoying some fine fine cigars, a good quality cigar from, as Jared said. Dream big, shoot for the moon. You might land upon the stars. <laughs> that was a good one. Like some, was it I some think somebody teeth? put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow. So today, this fantastic, fantastic Sunday morning, we'll have a little church. And today at church, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some home and self-defense options. Not just, not just your run-of-the-mill, you know, firearms, you know, because everybody knows the, everybody knows that person that keeps the sawed off or the, or the Remington 870 by the bed. Right. We're going to talk about other options. What do you think, Josh? What do you use in your home defense ventures? So I carried, um, for when I was off duty, I would carry a Springfield XDS for a while. And I carried that for actually a lot of years. It was, I want to say it was my second handgun I bought. That's a single stack, right? Single stack, yep. uh, Let me get this correct. It's uh, normally a six-round magazine for the flush fit, so six plus one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time, I carried the extended mag, which is a nine plus one. And up until a couple months ago, I decided to switch over to Glock 19, which is actually the number one so, uh, concealed carry weapon in America. It is. I carry one, and you do as well, don't I you, Jared? I do. It is. It is strapped to the hip as we speak. I'm wearing. I'm wearing. Well, sorry to cut you off there, bud. No, you're good. I, I'm wearing basketball shorts right now, so mine's sitting sitting above the refrigerator. But go ahead. What what do you what do you like about the, the Glock 19? I just I think it's perfect. Almost. I know. Personally, I think there's quite a few police departments out there that like issue the Glock 19 as the duty pistol, don't they? Yep. But and see, I don't see how it. To me, it's perfect. You get your 
you're 15 in the standard, and yeah, with both of us carrying Glock 19s as our preferred method, but we're we're going to talk about other options. So you Sig fans, you sit tight. Your your turn's coming. Don't you worry. Your turn is a coming. Don't, don't worry. Don't drop your 320s. Yeah, don't drop them. Don't they might go off. Don't <laughs> drop them. <laughs> but it's you get. You get your rounds, you get your 15 plus one, so you get a 16 total, and it's just the perfect size, if I think so. Because I'm a guy, like I wear the double XL gloves, so you've got, I've got some some meat hooks on, as as do you. Yep, I do. But if it just, it's perfect for concealability. You get that Glock reliability. It's simple. You know, yeah. There's no. Some people get on it about having the whole. Not having a actual safety or something like that. Yeah, well, your booger picker is your safety, in my opinion. Exactly. Have some good training and have some good trigger discipline, and keep your booger hook off the bang switch till you're ready to make freedom ring. Exactly. Throw them freedom seeds out there. Exactly. You never know what's gonna sprout. Exactly. But, and you know, um, touching a little bit on our 19s that were neither of us are carrying just your standard black Glock. Jared's actually. Uh, what, what's the, what's your color? Is it OD green? Is that it, the actual color? It is o- olive drab or OD, whatever people want to call it nowadays. Yep. And you you use the flat dark. It's a they call it Patriot Brown, and they initial it as PB at the I gun like shop. I like that better, right? And so I like it. Look, it kind of looks like a peanut butter. So I call it my peanut butter Glock. It's a I love it. It does kind of look. It's just a good. It fits good in the hand. It does. If I don't say so. And for and like Jared was saying, coming from two guys with decent sized mitts, um, we can handle and run that Glock just fine. It fits perfectly in the hand uh, for you bigger guys out there or gals. Some of you have some a little bit larger hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it fits perfectly. I've been told girls and guys who have the smaller hands they don't really like. The Glock in general feel because it is a little, right. it, a little bit bigger. It's a little more bulky. It is a double stack. Well, there is those always. You know, there's every hand is shapes and sizes, or you might be missing some fingers. Who knows? Right, exactly. Yeah, but if, hopefully that's not from this last Fourth of July. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully you had a safe one. Exactly. But I must say too, also coming from a guy that just had a qual day or a range day with qual sprinkled in there, <laughs> just last week because I carry when I'm on duty, I carry the seventeen. Which, you know, some would say is just like your run-of-the-mill full-size 9 mil. Yep. And I had to take my 19 because department likes you to qualify on your uh, off-duty carry as well. Just for the, I don't know if it's liability or whatever the heck the reason liability, is Liability, policy, all that good stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff. So I took my 19 and my 17 out there, which they're both OD, so I put them right next to each other and I call them. Big brother, little brother. <laughs> Perfect. Now I just need an OD-43 and I can have baby brother. There you go. But I must say, shooting the qual or just doing range exercises with both, there were times I would be shooting my 19, and granted my 17's got a light on it, so there's differences, obviously. But I would forget which which gun I had in my hand. Oh yeah. They both felt that close to the same gun. So, I mean, if you carry a 17 on duty, I would definitely recommend 19 off because it's the same feel, obviously. Exactly. Any Glock, unless you get, like, the little 43 uh, single stack or something like that. For the most part, double stack Glocks are going to feel like double stack Glocks, exactly. which is fantastic. Yep. And especially when you're shooting the same round, too, on that note. It's like, in my opinion, I I like to have 
in our house we we have we have a few different calibers so don't don't get me wrong there we we enjoy all different types of freedom but i like to carry the same caliber my xds was a nine millimeter and of course the 19 is a nine mil and i i'm the same way i carry a 17 on duty as well and just shooting the same caliber caliber even if you don't carry the same brand the same gun make so Mm -hmm. say like me i carried a I carried for a long time i carried a 17 on duty and then i carried an xds off duty but shooting that nine millimeter i know what to expect now for some people they go from carrying you know a 40 45 nine millimeter whatever and then for their backup some guys carry some guys carry 45 for uh I'm sorry, I concealed. They carry a 45 for a concealed, or they carry a 380 or oh, 38. God. And so you have a different, as long as you're proficient in it, it doesn't really matter. But I, I really enjoy carrying on and off duty the same caliber. Also mm-hmm. makes it easier to keep the rounds around, too. It does. When you got to buy one box of ammo for everything, it kind of makes it a little, uh, exactly. it makes it fancy. But, mm-hmm. you know, jumping off the uh, the Glock bandwagon, which, yes, we're Glock people. Okay, and love those Glocks. And if you're not, get your head checked. <laughs> but also, it was one of our instructors. You remember the instructor down at Fletzy, who? Oh, if you're not Glock, you're wrong. Exactly. That's yep. right. That was old Lieutenant Smith. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that guy. Mm-hmm. No, no, if he'll ever listen to our podcast here, but I'll tell you, I don't think he knows what a podcast is. I don't think so either. No. Yeah, he's a phenomenal man, though. Oh yeah, good times. But there's also. There's, I didn't even realize growing up, because my dad was always a Glock guy too, so I never really grew up around the SIGs or the FNs. You know, I just recently shot a SIG for the first time. I, I enjoyed it. It was an okay, it was an okay shooter, um, but I never really realized how many good other brands there are out there. There is. Which, speaking of which, there's also a good, uh, I don't know if they're still doing the promo or not, excuse me, while I take a little draw off the filthy viking here um there's other companies that put out really good products they support military and law enforcement and another one that i found is fn yep. have you had any i the, when you got yours actually that's the only time i've ever shot an fn and i thought it was it was a smooth huh it was a smooth little guy that was that's a good that's a good gun and so for I, the price that you got it at exactly so i think and somebody will have to price check me or not fact check me on this or something but this is just my understanding of it so what happened i think the u.s army uh they went back to sigs didn't they the 320s that is the contract they ended up going with that's the contract yes so and before they went back to sig or did they re-up with sig or were they with glock for a little bit uh i don't ever remember them being with glock they had the berettas for a long time Mm. and and SIG, if I remember correctly, they were that's carrying. Right. I think it was the two two six. I don't know. There's some mil- there's some veteran out there that's probably gonna s- set us straight with what's going on. Probably. But anyway, so what? What I was under what my understanding was was the United States military. Their pistol contract came up for either re. It came up for bid basically, and the two or the three finalists were, uh, I believe it was the Glock. 19 or the 19x one of the two uh sig with their 320 and fn came out with a nine millimeter nine millimeter uh under the 509 they made a full-sized 509 which had which i thought 
was a great gun. I actually ended up selling it um, to my dad in order to get my Glock 19, which I, I'll do that again any day of the week. <laughs> but uh, it had the ambidextrous slide stop, the mag release, you know, so it was a perfect gun made for whether you're a righty or a lefty. If you're a lefty out there that's got a problem finding, you know, that left-handed, left-handed rocker. But, and they didn't, um, so FN comes out with the 509. Sorry, I had to check my phone real quick, so now I'm stammering. And they put, the final two contenders came down to the SIG 320 and the 509. Well, because of all the new additions and specs and everything that came along with the 509, they were the favorite to win the U.S. military contract. Well, they ended up losing, and the military either stayed with SIG or went back to SIG, whichever the two it was. So FN, I don't know if they bought into the hype or if that's just what every company does, but when they think they're going to get this military contract, they realize once this contract hits, you know, they've got to, they now have to supply the United States military with 509s. So they start producing these 509s like mad men and women. And then they don't get the bid. They don't get the contract. So now FN is sitting on literally Mount Everest of 509s with nothing to do with them. Exactly. So I was forwarded. This actually all happened while I was at the academy, too. So I was told by one of my uh, instructors down there. So FN put out a deal for active duty law enforcement to purchase an FN 509 with a law enforcement special, came with night sights, three magazines, all the law enforcement basic fixings and the trimmings. It's like a blue label for Like FN. a blue label, pretty much. Yeah. For $350, which if you're not familiar with 509 pricing, it's about half off a yeah. brand new 509 on the shelf, maybe a little less, um, which is a damn fine deal. All you had to do was a little law enforcement, little form, Send it in to them with a copy of your law enforcement ID, and then they ship it right to you. No, I just had to call the pro shop, um, and they were all over it. Give them a credit card information and call it good. So if you're in the market for a little diversity in the gun safe, you look into 509. I don't know if I or look into FN. I don't like I said. I'm not sure if they uh, if they still do the deal, but it's a, it'd be a good either a backup or a home defense weapon. Or anything like that. And then, of course, you've always got SIG. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? SIG with their uh, having military contracts for years and trusted by thousands and thousands of law enforcement officers out there. Um, I've n- I don't have much experience with a SIG. Do you have much? I honestly, so when Dad's department here, um, Lewiston, where he works, he brought home uh it was a sig 226 that was the department's pretty much handout gun that you could carry whatever you wanted but this was your if you didn't have one this is what they gave you well dad took his anyways and kept it at home as kind of a home defense one and every once in a while when you go to court or something he'd strap it on but oh, okay and when it comes to sigs that is i shot that one i didn't care for it i'm, I'm not a huge fan of sigs i don't i don't care for that double what action was, pull what was your is it double action every time or just on the first one? Just on your first one, just like the Beretta. 
Okay. Yeah. So your first one's double action, and then your following ones are um, a short, shorter pull, a single action pull. Okay. Yeah. So it's just that first pull that would, which granted that might be an important. Uh, that first one's an important. <laughs> oh yeah, and that that's that teaches you. It's just like teaches you trigger control on that first one either you're going to jerk the shit out of that one or you're going to get good at that gun and you're going to have a just good crisp clean pull but it just, just takes longer just let it fly to get to that single action that's exactly. all you got yep <laughs> exactly that's what i used to do with my beretta because i actually carried a beretta for that was actually my very first concealed gun mm-hmm. was a beretta dad mm-hmm. gave it to me for my 21st birthday but i also shot the scorpion their 1911 40 in the cz no, it was um, the single stacks traditional 1911. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. They came out. The new one that they have now is the Emperor Scorpion, and then the Emperor Scorpion Fastback, which is doesn't have a rail on it, and it's a more oh, concealed version. Springfield. How did I forget about Springfield? Yeah, yep. So that was um, kind of jumped away from Sig there for a second, but Spring, oh, that's fine. Springfield, um, I really enjoy. If you're looking for a 1911, it's a you know. In my opinion, for a gun lover, your your closet is not complete until you have put a forty five in it. It's been around for a long time for and a reason. Exactly, and actually, that's what my wife carries in her concealed purse. She carries, and it's not. She's a, got the Kimber, doesn't she? Yes, yeah, she has a Kimber. Yep, Kimber Ultra Carry Pro. That is a beautiful gun. Cost a beautiful penny as well. I but bet. that was. Uh, she was a very happy girl when she got that for her birthday a couple years ago. Oh, I bet. And you just, which one did you just buy her for the anniversary? That was. I was with you on that one. Yeah, that I was the Springfield 911, 911. Um, that's that? chambered in 380. Now, mm-hmm. 380, I am not a fan of, or I should say, I used to not be a fan of. And this may be, we'll, we'll maybe come back around to this. Um, our local gun shop, where we've done quite a bit of business. He showed me these new rounds, um, and they're called G9, G9 ammo, ammo. And we'll loop back around to ammunition on that note. Um, lighter bullet, phenomenal shooter, great accuracy. And he, the gun owner was saying that, the guy who owns a gun shop was saying that, after shooting that, he started trusting carrying a 380 again because I've shot 380s. And I ran gold dots through them or Hornady's. And I just not a fan of them. They're snappy. They're angry. Mm-hmm. It's not a super reliable round, in my opinion, until these G9s came out and you look at the ballistic on them. And shooting it is actually fun. It's in that small of a gun, it's actually enjoyable to shoot. And I would actually trust carrying a 380 with that ammo in there. See, and that's, I think, I don't know if it's really the round you got to blame. 380s, obviously, a very small, very small I agree. round. Yeah. But I think part of the problem with it, 380 getting the reputation of being snappy or loud and jerky and all that, is a lot of the guns that are chambered in 380 are very small. Well, I agree. And also 380 isn't, it's not super tiny. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually just a little bit smaller than a 9mm. When Uh, you look at that, uh, what's the gun Kel-Tec came out with? um, That's the five, it was like a five round little... I think the barrel was maybe like three inches long, two and a half conservatively. Was that when we were down there that day? We yes. At that? Yeah. That was I, the same day. I can't remember what it I was. I can't remember what it's called, but Keltec came out with a, a little, I, don't, I think they tried to come out with a pocket gun or something like that. And my grandmother had one uh-huh. that I got to shoot. It was a, 
I think it was a double action on every round, and it was maybe four or five rounds, and then you get your plus one in there. Right. But that thing was so loud, it was snappy it kicked like a damn horse and it made you feel a little wimpy right and it was so small obviously if you've got meat hooks the size of large gloves you know it's not going to fit in your hand you're going to end up blowing the tip of your finger off before you before you do anything else right no kidding it's like maybe hopefully you'll just scare them off because someone realizes lead's getting thrown at them but i I had to do a little fact check on myself there comparing nine millimeter and 380 Mm -hmm. um so the diameter of the bullet between 380 and 9 millimeter is the same, and then the diameter of the case is also the same. The major difference is the case being shorter by 17 millimeters, which 17 millimeters is not a whole lot. So yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a small. Yes, it is a smaller round, definitely. But you're putting quite a bit of bullet and powder into something that everybody's wanting to make this pocket carry pistol, this ultra small, ultra. Right. Small carry gun. And I mean, I've never seen anything. I've never seen a 380 in bigger than a compact size handgun. No, I haven't either. I think the biggest one that well, my wife's is, it's pretty decent size, but it's still something I would, I could slip into my jean pockets or short pocket and it's, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to print on it and it's small enough to carry it around and start carrying it around all day. You're not going to notice it's even there. But like you said, no one puts the 380 in like a, heck, even a, 19 size gun yeah which I've, i don't know can you imagine how many rounds you could get in a glock if they made like a glock 19 size magazine for a 380 oh right yeah. i mean granted the diameter is the same but the length so you'd probably end up with about the same rounds probably, but i just want to see what a 380 can do in a longer a more of a compact or uh full or a, size gun yeah a little more of a full size yeah full size handgun i've never seen it yep and like we said all these make models everything that we're going to touch on is uh it's all our opinion you know go to your gun shop go to a local a local gun range indoor maybe some places have uh gun rentals yes you know as long as you buy their ammo so you're not bringing in some crazy reload or something like that right you can go through their case and you could try everything from a 380 up to some places have desert eagles if you're feeling froggy you want to pay five bucks around you can do whatever the, it is yeah if you want to pay five bucks around you can do the nine mil you can do the 40 the 45 figure out what Shoot works for you and please for the love of whatever god you pray to get some training if you don't know what you're doing yes don't walk into a don't walk into a damn gun shop and just buy a gun and think you've seen You've played Grand Theft Auto, and you've watched Cops, and you know what you're doing. Yep. Because if you go to grab that gun and you put your hand underneath the magazine when you shoot that, you're wrong. Start over. Yep. That is the first clue that you need to get some instruction. Back back to the drawing board. Right. We're not hating on people who are first shooting guns. If If you're 30, 40, 15, 20, it doesn't matter. Whatever age you are and you decide that it's time to start getting into a little freedom seating, and it's time to start start carrying a gun or you just want to you know try something new out get out there and shoot but do it safely and do it with someone who knows what they're doing it don't be afraid to ask for help everybody at the those gun ranges the guys who run the safety lines and stuff and they just kind of walk around and talk to people or make sure people are being safe those guys love their job 
mm-hmm. in my in my experience and the ones I've gone to. Mm-hmm. And you want to ask them a question or you want some help from them, they'll jump right in and do it because they love guns. They're they're at a gun range. They're not getting paid a ton of money to run that. Line. No, they're not. And their big thing is they want people to be safe exactly. too. Exactly. Like they're not there. They're not gonna laugh at you and make fun of you just because you say, "Hey, I want to be a." I want to start carrying a gun for self-defense or home defense or whatever it is, right. but I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly, you know? and yeah. they, those guys will jump right in there. Yeah, at some point, you know, every one of us no, didn't know what the hell we were doing. We all right. had to crawl before we walk and walk before we run. And Oh, yeah. You know, nothing to be ashamed of. But And moving on. So in my opinion, when it comes to self-defense, like a concealed carry, you got to go handgun. You can't really go any other option. No like one's that's, carrying around a sawed-off shotgun in there. Like, I'm sure. Well, some people are, some but people those are. are some people you might want to draw down on. Yeah. Uh, uh, sawed-off shotguns are illegal. Yeah. Past a certain length. What? Read your state laws. Yes. Look it up. Yep. Look it up. And it's not practical to carry a shotgun in your pants. Exactly. It's not. It might complement if you wear it down the middle. There but, you go. Uh, this is true. You know, you never know. <laughs> but so for self-defense concealed carry, you you got to have a handgun, which means you got to train with a handgun. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know how to use sight picture and all this, that, and just have a base model handgun before you get anything into anything crazy like red dots or, you know, weapon lights. Cause you got to train flipping weapon lights on yeah, and exactly. off. And then you've also, yes. And you've got to also train because as soon as you put a light on your gun, now your gun's got weight on the front of it. And then you've got, you'll find, you could be proficient. Say we'll use a Glock 17, for example. Mm-hmm. Say you shoot a Glock 17 to where you start just freaking drilling aces from 20 yards. And then you throw a light on there. And next thing you know, your grouping went from a dime to a couple $50 bills. Side a by bumper. Side. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And so it's also when you, when you go and put equipment on your light, train with that equipment, train, train, train. I mean, mm-hmm. the only way you get better at shooting is shooting. Exactly. It's just like riding a bike or driving a car yep. or mostly anything you're going to do in your adult life. The only way you get better at it is the best, uh, it's not really an abbreviation, but the best three words I've heard for teaching somebody is tell me, show me, let me do it. Exactly. There's yeah. only, those are pretty much the basics of how you're going to learn. Yep. And then I could throw another one on there is then go on and show someone else because I can tell you, and I think we both can agree on this is once you become proficient, you don't even have to be proficient. You should be well knowledgeable and safe in the instance of shooting a gun. Mm-hmm. You grab someone else and be like, Hey, you want to learn how to shoot or maybe see if a uh, buddy wants some tips or something. Don't be that guy who goes up and thinks he knows everything at the gun range for the love of God. I know. Stay in your lane. Literally. Exactly. But if you know the basics, stick to the basics. Exactly. You're gonna be all right. And but if you get to a point where you're you're doing good, and go 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 grab someone else and or offer up like I said, teach someone else. And once you start, once you start teaching someone, after you've perfected yourself, you start perfecting yourself even more. No one's ever gonna be perfect. You're gonna mm-hmm. always have something to learn. And then you start talking to someone. You start realizing, oh. Well, what about this? Yeah, I didn't ever think about it like this. Because that person will also raise questions to you and challenge you. Exactly. Or even if you talk to somebody who knows as much about guns or maybe more than you. Right. You know, I know uh, my grandfather and my father run in the, the family gun shop, Snake River Arms. Check them out, snakeriverarms.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the lowest prices in the LC Valley, including blue label Glock pricing. You know, dad loves it when people walk in, and dad's also a 25-year law enforcement veteran and a, fu- and a uh, firearms instructor, you know. So if you walk in and you say, hey, I, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do it. 
you know, I'll sit there and listen to dad for 25, 30 minutes, tell somebody, don't rush, take your time. Don't be that person that carries around a pocket knife and thinks they're going to fight off a zombie apocalypse with it. Cause it's not going to happen, yeah. you know, but learn, uh, learn your basics. Yeah. Exactly. It all starts with the basics. It's okay. You got to be shitty to get better. Yeah. It's all right. We've all been shitty and we've all got better. Yep, exactly. But so moving, like I said, that being the the only, I'd say, self-defense concealed carry option, practically anyway. Then you got your home defense, which every every American or every person should feel safe in their home. I mean, for God's sake, you pay enough money for it. You know, Ken, whether you're renting, buying, owning yeah everybody 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 has that right to be safe at their home and now it doesn't always happen but hashtag second amendment exactly (laughs) but for those instances instances where you have on the rare occasion and hopefully god god bless you it never happens you have options out there for a little more firepower in the home which that brings us to I wish I had a siren right now. California snowflakes beware. Okay. Because <laughs> we're fixins to talk about assault weapons. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. I can feel them melting right now as oh we God. speak. I, I hate that word in front of weapons. I hate assault, assault weapons. Yes. I hate it. It's yes. not an assault rifle, people. No. That's not what AR stands for. No. It, <sighs> It is just a gun. It is a tool. It stands is. for Armalite. Yes. People. Thank you. That's a little education there. <laughs> yeah. But it just like anything, anything can be used as a weapon, as a weapon, baseball bat, shovel, a board. I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, everything is a tool until you use it in a violent manner. To and hit then, somebody in the head with it. Yep. And then it becomes a weapon. Exactly. And in my opinion, ARs are are no different. You know, there's exactly. many makes, models, calibers, whether you're doing the traditional 5.56, the 7.62, the 300 blackout, whatever it is. The only thing I would think when it comes to home defense and ARs, obviously if you're a police officer, we, majority of police cruisers have ARs in them, yes. you know, and we have to do our training with them and we have to do things like that. But an AR is going to take, just like a handgun, you got to practice with it. You can't just go into your gun shop, buy a $500 Ruger 5.56, and, uh, and then just think, oh, I got this. Oh, I'll, just, I'll just put a mag in it and lean it up in my closet, and I got it. Because exactly, it's yeah. a whole different realm of weapon manipulation of... You know the safeties, the mag, the mag releases, maintenance. Clean your guns. Oh yes. Clean Please. your guns. Love of God. Clean your guns. Yeah. Clean your guns. If you don't know how, YouTube. That is yes, that is great advice right there. YouTube, YouTube. will teach you anything you want to know. Right. Yep. And if it's not on YouTube, make a video about it, and you'll make a million dollars. Probably is true. Yep. Because lots of people don't know how to do things. Whether their parents never taught them, or maybe their parents don't know, or, you know, they just want to find out. You know, I know I learn a lot basic vehicle maintenance because my dad was never a mechanic. I'm not a mechanic, but obviously I don't want to 
take something to a shop for a $500 bill that's going to cost me 60 bucks to do on my own. YouTube it up, kiddos. Yep. And that is a fantastic point is you can learn a lot even on on basic shooting and Mm -hmm. stuff. You can look up points and tips on there. There's a lot of shooting channels made from ex-military, Navy SEALs. Uh, firearms instructors, just law enforcement guys. Yep, and even some of your general civilians who are just phenomenal shooters out, shooters out there that do, you know, three-gun competitions or just running a pistol uh, mm-hmm. super well. But yep. You can find the information. All you got to do is put a little bit of the effort forth to, uh, to get it done. But exactly. even talking on the ARs, you know, like I said, I think it's a great home defense weapon, but there's also factors you have to think. The weapon manipulation, the training, but then you also have to realize a 5.56 or a 300 blackout or, God for God forbid, a 7.62 or a 308. That is a big-ass round for home defense. It's going to go through drywall, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to drywall. It's going to go through boards. It's going to go through about 20 pieces of drywall, which yep. means you got to think, what the hell's on the other side of that wall? Yep. If you're about to take down old asshole home burglar and behind him is a wall that leads into your kiddo's bedroom you might not want to take that shot exactly yep that is a fantastic point um and even you know not diving into shotguns right now but anything even your pistols they will punch through walls trust me you it'll go through a door and then a wall yes it will especially i noticed um because also apart from being a law enforcement officer i work a side security job at a local paper mill and part of the thing with employees there is they can carry handguns and things like that like every other law-abiding american but when they come to work and they come to the mill they have to stop at the main guard shack and turn their weapons into a gun safe that way you know because it's just company policy and things like that so i kind of see everybody's handgun and i got to make sure it's not charged and ready to go right but one thing i see is people putting ball ammunition in their concealed carry which i get it it's a it's a usually a cheaper bullet which some people finances are a thing and if that's the thing you know don't don't compromise don't give up carrying a handgun because ball ammo is the only kind of ammunition you can afford right you know if you got it you got to work with what you got right but ball ammo is going to penetrate more then whether you get your gold dot, your G2 duty ammunition, uh, the G9 that Josh was talking about, which is a lighter, uh, and the G9, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but it's a great round for penetrating just enough. Exactly, yep. It's like that's kind of the big thing is it's it's a smaller grain. It's a very light bullet actually, it but it's going to be good enough to hit the bad guy or if you miss – it's not going to penetrate and go through six pieces of drywall or a stud or something like that. Exactly. Usually it'll stop on the next hardest surface. It's more than likely from, you know, when you're, what is the national average of defense shootings is usually within seven yards, 21 feet, if I remember correctly. It is. It is very close. So it's very close. So you shoot at anybody, you know, we'll use nine millimeter. Um, you shoot at that distance that more than likely that bolt's going to go through, whether it's Full metal jacket, hollow point, or one of those G9s is going to go through. Well, the idea behind the G9 was so that it didn't keep going through. Mm-hmm. And being a lighter bullet, doesn't carry as much mass. So it's going to hit a wall or it's going to hit 
car, door, whatever. It could it could hit bad guy in the femur or whatever, a bigger bone, Ouch. and then it's going to stop there. Ouch, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's going to stop a lot of bullets. But. Exactly. But then you look at, and that's just handgun ammunition that we're talking about. If, right. you're, if you decide to use an AR platform for your Don't home defense. Don't use the hottest round. You gotta, those bullets are so much faster. They're yeah. so much... They're going to go through there. I don't think I'm ever in, at least in my lifetime, you're not going to see an AR round in any caliber that is made to stop on drywall. Exactly. It's yeah. going to go through and yeah. granted. Yeah. Odds are your house has studs in it, but those are only every 18 inches. Right. 16. So got to correct. You, 16, yeah. 18. I don't want you getting it alive. Oh God. I got your back, bro. Don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> no trolling out there again. Exactly. Yeah. But. The odds you're not going to hit a stud no. if you go into a wall. The odds are you're going to go through and through drywall and into whatever's on the other side of that wall. Exactly. Which I don't know about everybody else, but personally, somebody breaks into my house, I don't want to really have to worry about that much what's on the other side of a wall. I want to worry about stopping the asshole that just broke into my house. Exactly. And that's and that's pretty much it. Whether he broke in to steal stuff or hurt me or hurt my family or whatever it's going to be. Which yep. brings me to brings us to shotguns. That, in my opinion, is one of the best home defense. I love it. It is. I love amazing. But it's a, it's such a, it's a simple, especially when you get the pistol grip, because right. there's so many options out there. You can get the old bird hunting shotgun that's about eight feet long and weighs about 125 pounds. Right. Or you can go all the way down to like the tactical pistol grip with no buttstock or anything mm-hmm. like that. Same. I think shotguns are perfect for if you're the kind of person that's going to either load. And plus, a, a shotgun rack sounds the same in every language. I don't care where you're at or what you speak. Okay, yeah. But I think it's the perfect weapon system for whether you're the kind of person that's going to get your weapon in a home defense situation and go look for the threat, or if you just want, if you say you live alone or you live with your kids or whatever, if you want to go into your children's room and just stay in a corner and call the police. Exactly. Yep. Because then... You've obviously got that any weapon system you're going to be able to do that, but I just think a shotgun is perfect for it, whether it's it just fits the bill or whatever it is. But that way you're able to stay there. It'll go through a door, won't really go through, depending on what kind of, if you get a rifled slug or a nitro or something like that. You're going to punch through some stuff. You're going to punch through some stuff. But some buckshot or some birdshot or some of those, do they still make the rock salt rounds? They do, actually. Yeah, they do. That... I've heard of guys shooting like old farmers shooting dogs with that, filling dogs with random frog salt. Oh, yeah. Oh. BB. Do you remember? You remember hearing about that stuff? Mm-mm. BB load. No. It's uh, a little bit smaller than buckshot, mm-hmm. and it's actually I think is a really good home defense round because it's big enough. It's bigger. Of course, it's bigger than birdshot. Where so it's big enough to where it's actually going to penetrate probably through bone and most of soft tissue, but it's not going to keep blasting through like double out double out buck will carry some velocity Mm -hmm. rifled slugs of course like we're just saying are going to go rifled slugs are going to move yeah those are going to be blasting through something there's also those home defense shotgun loads which is usually several uh, double out buck pellets in there and then the discs and and then the discs Mm. and the nice thing about the discs is it's gonna it's not going to go very far but when it comes out of there, it's going to destroy something. But being a disc and not very aerodynamic at all, it's going to tumble. Once it hits something, it's, it's going to start doing a little floppy. Exactly. And it's going to slow down very quickly, but it will devastate a body. Exactly. But then the thing is, you still, you always have to be aware. I've talked about backstops and going through walls and stuff like that. No matter what kind of round you're shooting, you got to be aware of what's 
what's behind it. Exactly. You know, yep. but also you live in your house. You know, you're the one that's there every day. Mm-hmm. It might be a time you don't have to do it while holding your weapon system, but just look at your house and be like, well, there's my front door. Right. There's a giant window that somebody could come through. If they come through that window, where's the best spot for me to stand? Exactly. You know, whether it's whether you're going from a place of cover or concealment or whether you're going uh, from just straight down a hallway decide you want to have a gunfight at the okay corral or whatever the hell it's called you know it's completely up to you but you've got time to plan like these guys that are going to break into your house they might plan a little bit but they don't know they don't know your house it's your damn house and say you know burglary robbery it's a crime of opportunity so they're going to go for the easiest access they're not going to come down through your attic or cut a hole in some special spot in your house they're going to either bust a window out or go through an open door hopefully nobody has open doors this day and age unlocked doors i should say yeah but they're gonna you know if they're desperate enough they'll boot in a door or break a window or go through a window of some sorts and they're gonna go for the easiest one they're not gonna (coughs) climb to the third story or try crawling through they might come through a window uh basement window but usually it's gonna be a pretty easier accessed area and so you got to think in your mind if i would you know almost put yourself in the bad guy's shoes or look at statistics google it where yep. do most home break-ins happen? What what window do they come through? What door do they come through? Mm-hmm. There's statistics out there. The FBI is fantastic for gathering that stuff. And so you True. can go and look at those things, and you can kind of, like Jared was saying, you can gather a plan, put a plan in place. What if this happened? What would I do? Which I think maybe isn't a bad time to kind of lead on to um, home the defense alarm systems alarm systems yes that's what i was going to ask you what would you say because i've heard the argument too and so's i think everybody that's almost kind of been an advocate for self and home defense weaponry the people that just say well i've got adt right well i've got safe home safe or whatever the other one's called or a bunch of them out there or things like that it's like you know what especially coming from a police officer especially if you live in a rural area where you're patrolled by, say, a county sheriff's office that's 45 minutes away. Exactly. We got to get there, folks. Yeah, yeah. You cannot rely. I'm sorry. You cannot rely on your local law enforcement for... Uh, once they get there. I want to say once they get there, you can. Yes, exactly. But the thing you got to think is we got to get there. What are you going to do until that time? Yeah, what are you going to do till we get there? So like, yeah. If you've ever been in a, a boxing match or a cage fight or anything like that, three-minute round feels like 45 minutes oh god it is a long time when your adrenaline is going your heart is pounding you don't know what the hell is going to happen right you know and you're honestly i was on a a medical call the other day with a child with a you know he had a little cut to his head he needed some stitches and he maybe had a concussion or something like that paramedics and it was in a rural area paramedics showed up it took them 10 minutes to get there and when they showed up the grandfather of this child lost his mind angry at these medics which granted where we were at versus where the medics had to come from 10 minutes was a quick it was a good response time but to them it felt like forever yeah it felt like 45 minutes to an hour which is another thing to you also got to realize that we still have to get there safely and mm-hmm. most 99% of your cops and medics out there are going to drive as fast as they can. But that is a big but, chunk of metal driving down the road. But we're no good if we crash on the way there. Exactly. Because then it just turns into more of a, yep. well, now police officers have to come help you and they have to help us. Yep, exactly. Because we just crashed or we just hit something or 
whatever, wrapped right. our car around a telephone pole or whatever it may be. Exactly. So trust yourself, have a plan in place until the, your boys in blue or, you know, if it's a medical emergency, your firefighter EMS shows up mm-hmm. and take, you know, take your safety and your, your family safety and well-being into your own hands. Exactly. And do it, do it lawfully, do it correctly. And you, you'll, you'll thank yourself. You'll think your family will thank you mm-hmm. and God forbid it ever happens, but that day comes and you're prepared. You'll, your survive, your chances of surviving without something horrible or horrific happening are going to be that much better. Exactly. And another thing too, I found the power of the internet nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, is ungodly. Look up in your local area, I don't know, or even instructional YouTube videos. I've seen, just the other day I saw, there was a class being put on for home defense, actually. Right. And part of this class, they ran each, at least the the uh, students I saw were all women. Uh-huh. So they ran all these women through a course where part of the course was you had to grab your cell phone imitate at least because obviously they're not really calling 911 calling 911 putting it on speakerphone setting the phone down loading a shotgun while telling dispatch what's going on where they are in their house what they're wearing the fact that they have a shotgun and that they will use it if x happens which would be like bad guy coming into the room to harm you or something like that right also and that was a that also opens up a great no I talked about it with uh, concealed carry and self-defense. Know your state laws. Mm-hmm. You know, and granted, there are states out there like Texas or Idaho's a, a pretty good one when it comes to the stand your ground laws and the, you know, the self-defense laws and things like that. But I know there's also states out there that just don't have them. Yep. You know, and un- unfortunately, it it sucks in my opinion. Right. But you know, you got to know because yeah, you might be okay and you might shoot the bad guy and and be alive which is the important thing but then you might go to prison for it yeah you know that's an unfortunate thing in this day and age exactly which sucks it is it does and on that note there's a lot of good concealed carry uh lawyers out there there's Mm -hmm. groups out there that you can pay 10 bucks a month to yep it's kind of like fop for police officers in Mm -hmm. a way if you get into a shooting or something you're going to get the best lawyers the ones who know what to do right if you do have to defend yourself because that is a constitutional right and regard your state laws may say otherwise you can only do x y and z well when it comes down to it protect yourself protect your family yeah and Live and live. The legal battle is going to probably suck, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it, you have your life, your family will have their life, and you know ultimately you'll be also doing what is right, right too. Don't be don't be a victim. Which that and I know it's a it's a hot topic right now, but look into the NRA. You know yeah. I know the NRA. I think what comes with an NRA membership is legal defense if you were ever involved in a situation like that then they also even if you don't want to become a member they put on classes you know whether it's for home defense basic handgun rifle shotgun you know and they do it nationwide there's nra instructors all over the place that host classes all over the country so look on the internet see uh see what you can find in your area or if you're able and willing to travel a little bit to see to see what that is 
But coming back to the home security systems, the ADT, the home safe, the safe light, whatever it's called nowadays, they're not going to just call 911 every time your alarm goes off. They're usually going to try to get a hold of you first. They're usually going to try to do that and get your your password or or something like that. And you got to think, it, they don't like I said, they don't want to call nine one one every time, you know, because I think everybody with a home security system has at some point accidentally set the thing off. Well, and we've gotten those calls where we get a call from dispatch, hey, this alarm went off. We can't get a hold of the owner mm-hmm. of the property, and so we've got to go out there. Right. And so that's another thing. That's a prime example, kind of going back to what we just said, is they're going to try to get a hold of you first because, like Jared just said, is you might have tripped your own alarm system or it went off by accident or, you know, maybe. Or your dog ran across the living room and exactly. set off the motion sensor yep. or something. And so I think on that note there, there was this house, and I think I remember telling you about it, Jared, that me and the wife, when we were house shopping, mm-hmm. one of the first ones we looked at was I really actually liked the system. Every door and window had a little sensor hooked up to it. And it was um, this little speaker box. It's, I can't remember the brand of the system. Mm-hmm. But there was one upstairs and one downstairs. And you could set up to your phone, too. Anyways, every time a door was open or something, it'd say front door open or downstairs bedroom one window open. Oh, that's right. You did tell me about that. And those are the type of systems that I'm more of a fan of, that and video surveillance. Me, too. You, especially with today's technology, you can pull it up on your phone in a split second. Oh, exactly. It's alerting you and yeah mm-hmm. it, it'll be nice in those instances where if say you're in the middle of the night someone does bust your window and come break into your house yeah the um the security company is going to try calling you and maybe you're quick to answer be like yeah someone just broke my house call the cops well that just you just put another person in place to where you put a middleman into a middle, the equation exactly instead of maybe having your own alert system al- alarms when a window gets broken and automatically you call the cops. Yeah. There's and usually, I'm not sure, I haven't really looked into it that much, but I think those alarm systems that just kind of either set a beeper off when the door's open, and it's not a like an alarm clock that's going to wake you up. Right. You know, it's just like a calm voice that says front door open or whatever that is, or you right. could obviously set it and to you make it, yep. a, you can arm it to mm-hmm. make a loud thing. Right. But that'll just tell you right there, if you live by yourself and you're not expecting anybody, and then all of a sudden your alarm system tells you a window was just opened. Right. You know, uh, red flag. Exactly, yeah. And Call the popo and get... Yeah. And Call the get, popo. Get the firearms out. Get them rolling. Yeah. Get them rolling, and I'll be here with my with my handy-dandy weapons defense system. Right. And I will defend myself as needed. Exactly. Weapons defense system, also known as Freedom Seeders. Exactly. Yep. And that, so leading up to all that, there's, and there's people out there, we understand, you know, you can't afford a, uh, a home defense system or even a weapon system or something like that. You know, you, I think in some form or fashion, whether it's a golf club or a baseball bat or a two by four, you know, everybody can manage something. Um, but even with a baseball bat or a golf club, you got to realize how close you have to get right. to... Kind of back on the knife thing. Exactly. Kind of back on the knife thing. you got to get close to somebody to use that thing. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And there's sometimes... If you're a if you're a 5-foot, 200-pound individual, because I know plenty of men that are that size. Right. Um, you know, and big 6'3", 300-pounder breaks in, do you really want to get close enough to him to whack him with a baseball bat? Exactly. Especially if... You know, do you practice 
swinging a baseball bat while somebody's charging at you to tackle you through a wall. Right. You yeah. know, lots of people don't. They just buy a baseball bat or have one laying around the house and think, oh, if somebody breaks in, I'll just hit them with that. Exactly. Yeah, but no. they don't really think about, you know, that's just things we want you guys to think about. Right. So hopefully it just kind of raises some ideas in your head. Exactly. Use the almighty Google to come up with ideas. Google's an amazing tool. Yep. And then as well as YouTube is looking up videos on ideas of what should I do? home defense Mm -hmm. and you might live in a great community and it might never happen so maybe you just need to be that guy who has the lockbox next to your bed that has your pistol in there that you go and shoot once every few months Mm -hmm. and stay up on it but stay up on it stay up on what you're going to use and become proficient in it and don't don't trust that oh it's, you know, don't have that mentality of, oh, it's never going to happen to me. Yeah, that's not going to happen to yeah, me because trust it me. It might. Trust me. It just might. It happens. And you will wish that day that you were prepared. Mm-hmm. And it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Exactly. Yep. And you know, what you'd spend on a month of Starbucks or Hot Shots or Dutch Bros or whatever your your choice of caffeination is, a month of bang. that, you... Bang. <laughs> you can get yourself a good you know, shotguns are in my opinion are the cheapest and easiest one to learn and to have i think a, what is it a basic mossberg shotgun is yeah, like a 500 for 200 bucks 200 bucks 250 bucks something, something like, like that exactly. and i know some people that still sounds like a lot of money but that we're just saying that's the the best bang for your buck right you know right there yeah but even coming down to uh there was a show that i saw on YouTube the other day that I believe it was a, I'm not sure. I think it was the mission police department in Texas. They did about a 45 minute to an hour long interview with a guy named Michael Durden, who was a career home burglar in the mission, Texas area. They interviewed him while he was in prison or awaiting sentencing or something like that to some charges he had already pled guilty on. And they basically asked the guy, they were like, what, uh, you know, what, attracted you to want to break into a house what uh once you got up or maybe you started looking at a house what made you change your mind you know things like that and he said plenty of things like there's uh he would i and you'll have to actually i encourage you to not take my word for it actually look it up on youtube it's called inside the mind of a thief and the guy's name is also in the title his name's michael durden like i said uh but some of the things that attracted him you know, look at your house and think from a thief standpoint. And if you don't know how a thief would think, watch that. That's a great inside the mind of a thief, if you will. But certain things that attracted him was he loved it when he could go up to the front door of a house and either look in the glass through the door or a window and see all the way to the other side of the house. You know, because then he pretty much feels like he knows your whole floor plan. He knows everything. Other things that would keep him away, a large dog. Obviously, because you don't know if a dog's going to bark at you, you know, you don't know if once you break in that house, if it's going to bite you or anything like that. Obviously, a, uh, I think a five pound chihuahua is probably not going to do the trick. It's, it's going to bark its head off. It's going to bark its head off. But if you see it trot out into the room and then you see it through the window, I don't think you're too worried about it uh, getting a hold of you. Yeah, probably not. And but- I mean, and there are companies out there that make, if you want to go high end home protection, uh, that sell fully trained home protection dogs but i i think it's not a bad option at all but i think you're looking at about 40 to sixty thousand dollars for the top end ones for the top end if you want to go that route right yeah it's a little bit of 
that's that's a little bit of a lottery winning plan right there. Exactly. Getting that kind of home defense. Right. But, you know, pay attention to your house. Look at, you know, watch that documentary. See what attracts burglars, what doesn't attract burglars. I know, I'm not sure what kind of window they are, but they actually talked about it in the documentary. But there is a window out there that is made, that when it breaks, it is made to be louder than a normal window. I have no idea how they do it, but it's some form of like double pane window. But it is designed... When it breaks, it is designed to make a much, much louder bang, which huh. obviously if you live in a neighborhood or something like that, that's going to alert the neighbors. Oh, and yeah. they're kind of going to, uh, what the heck was that? My right. neighbor's car's not there, and I just heard this enormous explosion Right, is probably the call we're going to get. Right. But it's going to alarm somebody. So look into things like that. Or if you're house shopping, you know. Uh, my brother Josh here just recently purchased a home. Yes. But ask the realtor or the whoever's selling the home and things like that, you know, hey, what kind of windows are these? Are these the home security windows that sound like a an A-bomb being dropped when they break, or are they just regular windows? Right. You know? There's little things. That brings up a good point. There's little things that you can do to just kind of improve your, your you know, your your home's security and the safety of you and your family. Exactly. Just, like, when it comes to window, well, it doesn't have to be a weapon. In my opinion, it is a great option. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of options out there. And there's alarms that you can hook up to, like I said, every opening in your house that when it's open forcefully or not, it sets an alarm off. There's a little 12-pack of, on Amazon, you on Amazon, 12-pack of little alarm beepers that you can set up, they're just set off by a magnet. When they separate, it sends off an ear-piercing alarm, and it's ran by a couple hearing aid-sized batteries. Mm-hmm. That's a great option. It's like 12 bucks, I want to say. Like a buck a piece. Yeah, something like that. Simple. Something Which that's, and that, I think each one of those has a little on-off switch. Exactly, So yep. that's kind of how you arm it, unarm it, things like that. Right. And granted, I mean, the downside to it is if it's if you put those on a window and somebody breaks through the window, it's not going to set that alarm off because the window has to actually be opened right. to to make that work. But I think a lot of burglars, you know, they don't want to risk cutting themselves by Uh breaking a window and crawling through it. So I would say, you know, most guys, they might break the window, but then they're going to reach in, unlock the window. And open it. And open it. Exactly. Because they don't want to crawl through. There have been cases of people breaking windows, crawling through, cut themselves on the way in, and they clip an artery or clip something, and they die on your kitchen floor. Right. You know, because they crawl through glass. Exactly. You know, you never know what's going to happen, but when you put the money forth and you put the time and the training and things like that, when the day comes, if you need it, because like I said, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Right, exactly. You know, you're going to be glad you you put that forth. I agree. Or at the very least, you know, worst case scenario, well, I don't want to say best case scenario, is it never happens to you. It's but I don't exactly. think anyone ever looked back and said, well, I shouldn't have bought that shotgun because nobody ever broke into my house. Right, no, that's not a thing. You know, exactly. It's not. You it's know, really not. Worst, worst case scenario, if you buy in a shotgun, and or actually, no, I, I prefer best case scenario, um, is you never use it. It sits in your closet, and, you know, maybe after a few years of getting proficient with it, you are kind of become busy with life or whatever, and it sits there, and it stays in the same place until your grandkids come and clean it up after you passed away. Mm-hmm. There's grandpa's old home defense shotgun that he never had to use. Yeah. Or you buy it, you learn how to use it, you get good at it. Time comes when either 
you know, you could pass it down. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. You know, I, I, if anything, it's a beautiful family heirloom right there. Exactly. Which I know I can't wait to get my hands on old dads, love them to death and want them to live to 200, but I can't wait to get a hold of his gun collection because it is a party one. Oh yeah. I'll bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Only hard part will be finding a place to put them all. That'll be about it. Right. Oh, but. the pain. The pain that you will feel. Yeah. The pain <laughs> of buying those Liberty gun safes. Oh, God. Yes. Putting all those weapons away. Yeah. And like, you know, on that note, a oh, quick little note here. Um, lock, lock your firearms up. Keep yes. them at least in a safe spot. Do not put them where they are inaccessible. In an if you put situation. a handgun under your pillow, you deserve to be kicked in the face. Yes, that is hard. No bueno. No, it is not. Yeah. You know, always think children are children. They will grab a gun. Odds yep. are your children have played Grand Theft Auto. Right. They think they know what to do with it. Exactly. And they don't, unless you train your children, teach your children, educate your children, which is a big thing. If you're going to be a gun owner and you have children, educate your children. Yep. Don't make them scared of don't make them scared. Scared is not education. Yes. Education is education. Yep, it's training. Too. It's practice. Do Buy you, your kids. What is it? A, it? I think they changed the name to a cricket. It used to be called a chipmunk when I was a kid. Yeah. The little single shot 22s. Uh-huh. Grandpa has them in the gun shop for $97. Yeah. You know, it's a little thing. Not the best at all for home defense or anything like that. Yeah. But for educational purposes, teaching your kids to respect what firearms can do, things like that, uh, I think they're perfect. You know, that was, a chipmunk was my first gun, and I still have it. Yeah. And I can't wait to, to pop out a couple of little ones, and when they get old enough, I'm going to teach my kids on the exact same gun that I learned when I was a kid. Right. You know, that's a good, it's going to be a good time. Exactly. Yep, no, educate your children. Dad always had me sit down and clean his duty weapons with him and mm-hmm. bring them home, and that's what we do. We'd sit down and we'd clean them, and that's how I learned about guns, and you know, usually I was shooting them with them before I cleaned them. Exactly. So. Exactly. But do all those things because if you, and like I said, if you keep a gun underneath your pillow, your kid's going to grab it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. They're going to grab it. They're going to oh, what's this? They're going to wave it around and God forbid it's going to go off. Right. You know, yeah. like I said, guns don't kill people. People kill people. But people make mistakes, especially children. Yep. You know, adults, when you make mistakes like that, it's just poor decision making. Exactly. Kids complacency. make mistakes. Yep. You know. And God forbid somebody or someone gets shot because you didn't take the proper precautions to secure your weapon. Exactly. You know, I know we keep listing off these things that are cost efficient and stuff like that. Worst comes to worst, uh, go to your local police department. Odds are they have free gun locks. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're going to keep a gun next to your bed or in a something that you want ready for home defense... Go to a sportsman's warehouse or a North 40 or Amazon and get a single pistol lockbox that is either activated by, there's fingerprints nowadays, there's little four-digit codes like when you unlock your cell phone. Again, it's another expense, but it's... Safety. How, what is the value of keeping your family safe? Right. And the weird way of saying it is... What's the value you put on keeping your family safe from themselves, basically? Because right. if you have more than one child, you know, big brother pulls little brother, look what I found. I found dad's gun. Let's wave it around and, and play cops and robbers with a real gun. Yep, exactly. You know, you got, you got to think about those things. Yeah. 
or even if you don't have kids, if you have nieces and nephews that come over, how often do they come into your house and you just let them run around and play and silence is the worst enemy? Oh, it is. Yeah. You know, because you never know what the heck they're getting into when things get quiet. Uh, that's a bad day. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, darn it. I think this has been a dang good conversation, if I, I don't say so myself. I agree. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We don't know what we're going to be talking about next time here on Built Blue. But like we said, we hope you had a uh, a fantastic 4th of July, safe, and still have all 10 fingers and toes and no new burn marks. Right, exactly. Or anything like that. But the Stories are good, but the injuries are never Exactly. Never the, the scars look tough, but the healing sucks. Oh, I can but agree to that 100%. Like we always said, we're still building them up. Check us out. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube coming soon. Built Blue, Built Blue Studios. Uh, shoot us an email. Built Blue Apparel, apparel line coming soon, hopefully, uh, at gmail.com with your cigar recommendations, your liquor recommendations. If you just want to say, hey, uh, anything topic-wise, you know, we love... We can come up with topics all day long and sit here all day, but I've got a, a beautiful fiance at home waiting for me so we can go out to dinner and have a good Sunday off together. Oh, don't you lie. She's going to buy some more makeup. Oh, yeah. She's going <laughs> to. Oh, that makeup bill. We'll talk about that someday, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. But, Definitely. No, it's know. been a fantastic conversation, and hopefully it's uh, brought some ideas to mind and given you something to think about when you know it comes to home defense or even just concealed carry, what have you, and... Hopefully it's been an enjoyable time sitting here listening to us. We appreciate you tuning in. Exactly. We do. We love you. And we will definitely talk to you next time. But until then, just like always, you know, have a good stick. Have a good drink. Drink responsibly. You know, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless America.